Yo, uh, this podcast is brought to you by fucking nobody. But that, that's all right. Um, hey, what's up? Uh, this is an English episode of the podcast. Uh, who I have on today is Louis Cesaron. He's an Australian dude who moved to Estonia about like seven years ago, I think. And uh, I'm not bragging about him when I say that uh, he has built the Estonian stand-up comedy scene in the sense that he's the only one who does regular open mics and he's the only one who promotes guys who are stand-up comedians in the sense that you don't come from theater and you're not famous and you decide to do stand-up. He literally picked up guys like me. And uh, and his shows were the first live stand-ups I ever saw. And my sister took uh, took me to them and we talk about that obviously on the podcast. Uh, he's a... He's a He's a game fanat, you know, he loves old uh, Sega, Game Boys, uh, Ataris and shit like that. We talk about that. We talk about uh, just doing comedy in Estonia, being a foreigner in Estonia. Also, um, just starting a comedy scene, you know, what it's like. Because for him, it's not like he came from Australia with this bag of knowledge. He just came here, didn't know dick about dick, and then he found his way through it. And it's it's interesting to listen to because he came to Estonia at a time where, where st- it wasn't... A common thing to see now. Now there's all these dumb fucks Australians coming through. You know they're all starting bars and shit. Craig Gibson with the Red Emperor and stuff. Like I, I know a lot of those dudes now, but which 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 is awesome. But but back then, you know, there wasn't really a fucking. You couldn't like like every. I, I just remember every room that Lewis walked into. The first thing people looked at Estonian people were like, "What are you do? Why are you here?" Like every day, people would ask him why. Why? Why? And he dealt with it, and he built a, not only a scene, he built a really successful company that sells stand-up, you know, I'm doing uh, shows with him, uh, and, and the other dudes uh, fucking packed out the- theaters and shit, and uh, he also, like, uh, we, we went to London, I mean, this was after the recording, we went to London together, you know, he promoted me for some gigs, so he's done a great job with that, and... Uh, and you know he's a, he's a, just a really good manager. He knows how to work shit, and it's it's cool to talk to him about it. And it's cool to get motivation in the sense of even if you're not into stand up or, or 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 promoting events, nothing, uh, or video games or anything, you can still listen to the pod, this podcast and see how somebody moved to a place and and had some and they had tools, and then they learned how to. Uh, you know, navigate themselves. I don't know what I'm rambling about. Anyway, fucking listen to but I don't know why I do this shit. I do this shit all the time where I try to explain this deep point, but then I get lost in my own hand. It's it's the morning anyway. But anyway, listen to the fucking podcast. Go to arimadi.com. Uh, now the podcast is also on iTunes. Just put my name, Arimadi. Uh, M-A-T-T-I, uh, A-R-I, uh, A-R-I, M-A-T-T-I. That's the one. I don't know why James Bond that shit. And, uh, yeah, just listen to the podcast, you know, maybe share it, go fuck yourself, enjoy it. I've, I've known Luis has done stand-up for like a year now and I've known <laughs> him since the beginning and then I'm like 
I think I knew in 2010. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like 2010, that's one. the drink bar show. Yeah, the drink bar shows. Those yeah, were yeah. the first ones. I, yeah, because my sister took me. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, that was insane, man. That was the first time I've ever seen, like, I only watched Eddie Murphy, Delirious, and Dave Chappelle's for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. But I still didn't have no idea what, like, stand-up sure. was. And I don't think we had an idea then of what the fuck we were doing, right? We were just a bunch of idiots standing on a coffee table, you know, with one dinky light pointing at us. Although, I mean... Comparing to all the rooms that you can still see around the world, I mean, it's still mm. pretty fucking good. Remember? It was good, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and I, I think remember when Ahmed started showing Baran. Yeah, we started to bring that because at first, yeah. no, like, fair enough, like, foreigners didn't want to come here. They're like, this was like, so this is six, seven years ago. The international scene hadn't exploded how it was oh, yeah. now. Oh, so yeah. guys were like, Not oh, what's close. this? Yeah, Not what are these weird countries? What are these places? And uh, and I've convinced Ahmed to come over. He's he was so a, he he's was the so, first killer. He was a, and who was the first? Yeah. He was the very first we had ever had. He was super chill. We had him at Privé, and I think he drank the bar dry. And at first it was like, yeah, he can drink as much as he wants, and he drank a fuck ton of alcohol. Be, <laughs> that's the that thing time. you never know about people. You never right. know. You're like, drink a... Yeah, you can, you can drink, drink a bit, whatever yeah. you want. It's just madness. He was loving it. But it worked. The, the plan worked, because then he went back and told all the Swedish guys, hey, this place is cool. It's legit. You all know Lewis. And it's all, you know, it's legit stuff. And then the next set of guys all came and that's how we got it started by actually using yeah, my, I the, the Swedish guys that I, five year I knew. Yes, yeah, five years. Yeah. Or even no, it was, well, that was crowns. I don't know what the fuck it was. 50 oh, crowns yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. Crowns. it was crowns back then. So that's how we started this Estonian comedy scene with Swedish headliners because of how I've been living in Sweden and I knew those blokes. And it's a fucking hour. Like it's easy. Like it's really easy for Swedish guys to come here. Yeah. And there's a lot of talent and they all speak really good English. So yeah, they do. Big. Yeah, they do. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, like Ahmed was the first guy where, where like, you know, you could see, because he was the first comedian to come over and I could see live, like an actual act. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when he opened with, because yeah. I didn't know what openers were or nothing. Okay, yeah. But when, remember when he went on stage, he was like, this is the only country where <laughs> people know me before I get on stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the black guy from the bathroom. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit shit and right. the crowd exploded and i was like that's it it's like real shit right like that's the real shit yeah you know? like just a statement like that and, and that's why i liked like like last night's show say what you want i mean it is a bit of a dicky concept this pokemon go shit right but i liked it last night because um it's happening right now that is the biggest fucking thing in the world right now right yeah. so people saw that shit live it's not just some nine gag shit it's not just like you read some fucking dinky meme yeah. you saw real people talking to you about it and secondly we had opposing opinions me and Carl for it. You and Sander were against it. Yeah, exactly. That's funny, right? We that had some funny. fucking thing. That we had both funny. sides going on yeah, there. Yeah, that is funny. So, yeah, it's not the fucking most in-depth topic in the world, like yeah. social commentary, yeah. but it was real yeah, and you could see it straight how, away. How Well, Carl did a similar joke about how everybody thinks he's a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. I did a joke about how, like, how easy it is for pedophiles now because they yeah, used to have sure. a, like you had to get a truck a mustache you had to talk to some kids now you just walk around just walk around like that yeah. I, yeah the same thing i found myself out the front of a school too yeah exactly there like that, just yeah. go i got a i got seven pikachus and a hard dick you want some of this? <laughs> and the kids are like well I'll take yeah, the hard sure, dick yeah. home because it's a pikachu's pikachu. great sure yeah, okay fun, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> used to be candy now it's <laughs> and that joke landed and that was funny that was funny yeah actually. right because we had two and two yeah and it's not this is a material that's going to go down the best of sets ever from all of us right but it's fun on the night, you know. Yeah, we all yeah. had a good time. People, but that was a really good. People night were really night. there. Yeah, that yeah. was a really good night last night. Like I was every, so happy with it. Everything did, was good. Everybody did. Everybody did really well. And you could all... see people just be like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Like people were doing solid work. We had two new performers, women at yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to like 
encourage any performer, but as I, I don't know if you particularly encourage women. Is that getting sexist or something? I don't really understand how that shit works, but we want any performer to come along. Yeah. So that's great. As soon as anyone um, writes an email, uh, we try to put it on as soon as possible. Oh, exactly. Because with stand-up, you got to get on, right? You think about it for too long, you'll get psyched out and you won't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. So people get a shot as soon as they can. We had good new people on there. The outside was fucking perfect. Perfect, Like outside, yeah. you know, we yeah. weren't cold or anything. Yeah, exactly. It was perfect. Yeah. And comedians did well. You know, Daniel was rocking it. I, you know, that, that bit he was doing was fucking the best of the night, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a long bit. And Carl had renewed energy. You know, exactly. he wasn't just that doing was, it. We, yeah, yeah. Because actually, yeah, a couple of days prior, we all got together and we did our, like a writing session. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and I was, uh, and, and Sander came up and, told, uh, and was telling me like, yeah, that, that like... Uh, energy stuff that's mm. really good just like nailing your punch and everybody's trying it now and sure, they're really yeah, doing sure. it. it's awesome man so good good to see you like that but yeah the first shows man they would i remember drink bar was so packed it was like this mm. really small bar sure i mean the stage was ridiculous there's a coffee table it was, it was a, a big wooden coffee table we would just drag in the middle of the bar it's long so it was actually you kind of performing to 180 degrees you only had like yeah. straight in front of you like four people deep or something yeah or five people deep so you you had to turn around all the time so yeah, it was nuts, man. The place was full of so, you know, from the get go. Were you like really surprised by the interest in the sense of like Sinistone? It's it's pretty yeah, hard to do. Like, does every once in a while there comes like a new jazz bar or whatever or something? Yeah, Some, I think because or that, something Western. You because Eric and I had the idea that we were going to do Eric Sufat and yeah, I had Eric the idea Sufat. we were going to do these stand up shows and we were looking for the venue and. I, want, I spent the whole day wandering around talent and then eventually someone said, oh, there's some English guy that owns a bar, some English guy. And eventually I stumbled on drink bar at the end of the day and I already knew one of the waitresses. And then I met with James and because he's English, he gets the idea and he's like, all right, let's give it a go. So while now every bar wants to stand up, no bar wanted it back then. Right? Oh, yeah. No bar thought that was understood what this thing was. You so I appreciated James giving us that, that yeah. shot to do that. Yeah. So no, I did. We, we expect and I wouldn't. I don't even like to go like, oh, we're so popular, it's so popular. I think we have a good following due to a lot of hard work over six years. Yeah. But I don't think we've ever like sat back and gone, eh, we're so popular. It's also a prime example of... Or anytime we have done that, it's fucking failed terribly, right? <laughs> so, yeah. And it's like a prime example of like, it's not only... You don't... If you want to do something, like if you want to make something in a country like that, in an environment like that, mm. and you're not sure about it... Uh, the, like nothing beats consistency. Yeah, like that's that's the amazing part. Like it wasn't it. like you started off with fucking Louis C.K. coming in here. Sure. You started off small, but just consistent. And to this day, I mean, they're still not. Bill Burr doesn't say that this is his favorite country to perform or nothing. Mm. And you just kept the consistency going, mm. and you didn't like like that's the prime one. Like you didn't really worry about the work. You were just like, if we put these shows on, people will come, and right. you just put it like put the energy out. If you put the work out there. So like something I think yeah, I think the keeping it consistent because I look around and I go, who's still here after this many years? Just to still be here, what band, what thing, right? Bands come and go, entertainment, any business, just any business, any just business. to keep it going. Especially entertainment business is yeah, just to keep it going is something, right? Yeah, and I we we have had our ups and our downs, um, but overall things are going well. Like yeah, we've been out as long as you can see it. Like it's taken us some years to get a bigger picture. To say yeah. like, oh, things are all right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, we can have a bit of a dip, but you know, then we work on it again and we're okay. Or mm -hmm. we can see reasons for it or something like that. Um, oh, what was I was going to say, just a, yeah, doing it consistently, repeatedly. And I think just genuinely each time, like just, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I lost that thought anyway. But yeah, just keeping it, just to keep it going. I've always just been happy that we're still alive. 
Like yeah. they were just fucking alive, you know, and we yeah. made a go and yeah, it's a, it's a buttload of work and I am pretty exhausted from the whole thing. But as you get a bit further and further, you get more wins, which make you give you more energy again and more excited. Like I'm really excited. I really like where we're at right now. Yeah. I, but I also really appreciate our audiences more and more thinking like, wow, you motherfuckers are still listening to us. Holy shit. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe that. Yeah, because there are some, because when I started to go to, to those first shows, I wasn't mm. even thinking about comedy. And I remember mm. seeing, I still see some of the same faces sometimes. Yeah, yeah it can be, yeah. Show up. That's pretty cool. Man. Now, you wanted, you sort of had a, a drive at the beginning to do stand-up, didn't you? And yeah, you got up I and got you really did, scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you did sort really of these longer, but you were doing yeah, like were, these longer. Was, but actually, that was the, you guys were the first guys who actually got me out of it. I remember I just moved to Estonia at that yeah, point. yeah. And I was a fucking introverted kid, and I I was so scared of stand up. I mean, I started doing like, like yeah, I did like karate and wrestling by that point. But that was like a, such a you know, it's such a thing where you go into a gym and you work out. And I had the same group of people. Mm. Like coming out to those shows, I sometimes came alone. Mm. Coming out to those shows really got me. And I remember because because remember we tried to do some project. I remember I had that old shitty VHS mini DV camera with the really with the fuck. I don't remember, remember that. Yeah. We did that. Fuck, now it comes back. Remember that we did that? I probably have it somewhere in my old hard drive. That clip in front of Preway, like a promo clip I filmed, I remember. With me and Eric, was it? Oh, I don't know who filmed it. Shit. Yeah, I filmed it with the tripod. Yeah. And it was this clip. And then I remember uh, you took the... Um, I did some shitty edit and then you were like, nah, let me fucking do it. And then you did some <laughs> jazzy songs with some fucking... Oh, okay, and yeah. Yeah, and then and then, what, and then I stopped. Like I, 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 I like lost... I didn't lose interest, man. I just got really freaked out. Well, I I, th I think your progression is, is a really interesting example because now we used I I know you did a couple of like these longer things at Nordus, right? You yeah. did like thirty minutes and Bombs. things like that. No, and that's right, bro. I think um, while I think your example is is really interesting because maybe back then, like we're quite strict in comedy Estonia with the yeah. way we work and the style that we work to, and that we're not going to be this fucking pustiella commedia that yeah, we're yeah. going to real, that it doesn't matter that's in Estonian language, but we're going to do stand up in the real style yeah. and that we, in the art form, we value not only the end product, but how it's created yeah. that we value as real stand ups or real, this is a bit wanky, but anyway, that we <laughs> fucking grind away at open mics, that we're producing shit, that we're scratching out ideas. Right. Yeah. And so I think at first, First, Comedy Estonia had something to teach you yeah. about cutting down the set, about working oh, the material, yeah. about, you know, doing fight, just putting, you know, putting together five minutes of solid shit is an amazing thing in itself, let alone, oh, you know, doing that. However, now I think with the experiences that you've had overseas, you have something to teach Comedy Estonia, which you have done over the course of this summer, which is bringing a natural energy to the work, to, to the performance, yeah. which, uh, and also taking an idea, what you do very well, you take an idea and you work every angle in it. You've got like so many of us just have an idea, one punchline, two punchlines, we move on. You've got like five punchlines and then you have a way of just like milking that laughter out and that just builds, right? Because you're not yeah. cutting off, you're not cutting a new joke and then onto it. You just build yeah. and build and... I think you've taught us all something really important oh, that's with that. Nice. That's nice. And that's no doubt because you've traveled the world. You've been with a bunch of different comedians. You've just absorbed all of this stuff from all these international guys observing them. And yeah. now you are giving something back to us. And I fucking love that, bro. It's great. Oh, that's nice, man. That's, I mm. appreciate that. Yeah. But yeah, like when, when I did start... Uh, uh, doing stand-up abroad yeah that took the uh, see because i was a i was a lot of people thought i was an extrovert i was only extrovert with very close friends i was actually mm -hmm. i was terrified of getting yeah. on stage 
But then going abroad took that away because okay, you know yeah. it's like a You're outside, wasn't, wasn't, yeah. wasn't that kind of for you starting comedy here? Wasn't the, didn't you have the same mind? Because you came from you come from another country, mm. you have a clean slate, right? Doesn't that help you a little bit? I like, think it does. And that I, was really easy mentally for me to be like, sure. I'm nobody in fucking nowhere. You know, I think um, that you could even extend that to the all of comedy Estonia stuff, right? Oh, like yeah. that. I don't think I'm any sort of particular genius in running Comedy Estonia, but I think maybe like being a foreigner can leave you in a disadvantage. Sure. There's a bunch of shit I don't know about Estonian culture and I rely on everybody around me to tell me things to be like, hey, hey, Lewis, this is something you should know about how we are. Yeah. And then I learn don't and then we, yeah, <laughs> or cultural thought or how people want yeah, to be yeah. sold, right? So that's it. But on the other hand, this has given me like almost like blinkers to just go, this is what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. And I'm not weirded out by the hierarchy that exists. I'm not weirded out by... Because I don't know it. So I don't know who these stars are. I don't know what the situation is. We're just going to do it. And I get it. Like, I know you were talking to Sunday yesterday and, you know, he's got his own, fair enough, hopes and dreams and fears for how we are and how we progress. I There's a whole bunch of those I just don't have. And that might help us because I'm just like, forward, let's do it. And because if we were in Australia, it'd be reversed. I'd be like, oh, no, we can't do it. Oh, my yeah, God. Oh, geez, working is, with my the exactly. judgment of my own people. Oh, God, I can't. But yeah, here yeah. I'm like, forward, we're going to do these things. And it happens, right? Yeah, yeah. The blinker thing is funny because it, it kind of happened to me in Australia where I went on stage and I just had I just had long bits about Estonian racism. Yeah. And and people would come up to me after like, man, you the way you brought up like fucking Russians mm. and like the whole right, yeah, yeah. That, that was... They didn't say like brave, but they just said, man, that was really rad. And I was like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> but for Australia, is, yeah, we're right in the middle of it, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, feel, I I have not performed to an all Australian audience and I'm really a bit scared about it. I don't know what I would do. Oh, Where's my material? No, it's not. It isn't, but it's the same it's thing, right? Thing, yeah. It's just it's a, a mental yeah, thing yeah. in my exactly. brain. I'm still worried exactly. about that shit. Exactly. Exactly. It is. So yeah, you can bring a fresh perspective and you're allowed to talk about these sort of things like yeah. for me the racism issue in estonia has taken a long time to get a hold of yeah because i can i can do some comedy to some smart people that are our shows and they get it right like yeah. okay we get it there's a racism problem but it's not like how to really get i finally got somewhere i think with these last bits that i've been doing like let's be racist against finnish not against brown people oh yeah like because it finally got me somewhere where i'm not preaching i don't want to yeah. preach about racism yeah. anymore that's, that's just but we also get finnish it. people like like it's it's totally fine to hate on white people. Yeah, like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, like sure. if you just go like yeah. fucking Russians, everybody goes. I know. Fucking yeah, yeah. Fucking Finnish people. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, whatever. Fucking rolling around yeah, here. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can say whatever you sure. want, but if you go those fucking black people, and right, then everybody's sure. like, oh shit. How can we use that as a way to talk about that other issue? Right? Exactly. I finally, Which, it's such a fine, subtle issue because as soon as I start preaching, oh yeah, fair enough. Maybe the sharp people at the comedy Estonia show they're international people and they get where I'm coming from, right? But but by the numbers, man. I've got that new bit that I'm doing about where I compare it to finish. I'm getting a better reaction outside of the city than I did. The opposite before. When I was getting on the preachy side, mm-hmm. I would obviously get a better reaction in Tallinn because we got international you know, people surrounded by international shit. Yeah. But you go to the countryside and they can't relate, yeah. right? That's just not in their scope of reference. But this, I felt better when I was hitting better with this material in the country because that's the people I want to talk to. Some liberal person already agrees with me. It's not that much fun. <laughs> right? That's true. That is true. When you blow their mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well, I agree that. with you. That's well, not well, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But uh, don't you think it's a, it's a funny... I think I remember I once asked you this question on how it's funny. Like, 
because comedy Estonia is a, you as a as a dude who came in here to do something. It's an interesting thing to happen because every scene in smaller countries or whatever countries when it starts developing, it's usually mm-hmm. it's usually multiple strains. You know, start to shine. One goes off, the other picks it up. You know, it, it's like a development of a scene of a comedy scene, a music scene, a jazz scene, fucking mm-hmm. trumpet players, whatever is is the thing. There's usually multiple people like driving through it. But right. Estonia is a small country, and also almost like, do you sometimes think about that? You like single handedly, like there is. A very big possibility that if comedy Estonia wasn't created, mm. maybe stand up would have come to Estonia a year or two years ago by some fuckwits who would have just quit it in the no, beginning. Right. There is a huge possibility, sure. and by fuckwits, all due respect, but but like mm. that, there is a possibility. Do you sometimes like look around, like when you go to shows and you look at the poster and you and then you could talk to any person and they know comedy Estonia, you know, not any person, but like uh, people who who've, uh, who are on Facebook or whatever. Mm. Do you get this uh, sometimes? You think, I, well, holy shit. I mean, the like first that. thing is I always feel a bit self-conscious to say like, oh, I know I've done work. I know I've worked hard. I'm exhausted, you know. I, I, but I feel hesitant to say like, oh, it's through my hard work, right? I just want to put, I, I never like to kind of say it. It's through the work of all of us, right? Yeah. All of us working together has done this, right? I, I, I think it's unfair to single out one person who's just as some sort of figurehead. They're the person that they see me the most so they think I'm doing the most work. I don't think... That's. I don't think the boss is necessarily the smartest person in the room, or they should be the smartest person in the room. So I'm not. I'm not even down for that style. But um, now I've gone around in circles and forgot what I want to say. Uh, how does it? I guess we had to because we're a small country. So I saw that if we didn't get together in a crew, we're just gonna fucking compete against each other, right? Yeah. Also, maybe I intrinsically understood it a bit more. The uh, what do you say? Uh, fucking Estonian's favorite food is another Estonian or some shit like that, right? Yeah. Like if we didn't unite, we would just go at each other. Oh, yeah. And that's just gonna... I'm a, I've got it as well, right? Oh, yeah. I've, I've got it in me too. So if we didn't unite, we would just end up fucking over each other. And then we're, we got good guys. Why would we compete against them? Yeah. Um, it was a little bit... As much as I would say this life has given me, I fucking love being here right now. I love doing this. It's hard work, and I'm, but I still really want nowhere else to be but right now. As much as, like, it's given me all of that. It's giving, that's how, where I get my energy from. I love doing this. Mm-hmm. And I was lost. I had some IT degree. I made some money, but I was like, I didn't like my IT degree. When I found the thing I wanted to do, I'm like, I want to do this so how bad. I think Estonia? I think I'm- Backpacker, 10 years ago. Ten years ago, yeah. that was the first time. Yeah, ten years ago coming to Estonia, that must have been pretty wild. Well, that was six. Sorry, we founded it six years ago, six yeah, or yeah. seven years ago. But ten years ago, yeah, I've loved it, man. I've loved seeing like ten years ago some real Eastern European shit still going Fuck, on, yeah. right? And that was cool. I like seeing that, yeah. and I've also enjoyed seeing Estonia grow in that time. Right now, it's a proper place. Yeah, like with all the so proper you came shit there as you a could want. You left? Yeah, I was. I mean, I lived for two years in Sweden because I still never got it out of my head that I wanted to do IT work. Oh, yeah. I had to learn like a really specific IT uh, training that meant I could get a really specific job and get paid a lot of money. So I couldn't get that out of my fucking monkey brain, like go earn a lot of money. And like, I fucking hate this. I'm flaking out of jobs every 12 months mm-hmm. or less than that. Um, and then it took me a while to go, no, I should try to do the comedy thing. Uh, you know, okay, you know what? There was an experience that I had. Maybe, okay, to answer, I'm trying to realize I'm waffling how to answer your question yeah. about the crew thing, right? It's, 
I first lived in Stockholm. I lived for Estonia for a year and then I moved back to Sweden because I had a Swedish girlfriend. All right. And I started to do comedy there, big scene. That's how I know the Swedish guys. And I started a club in Stockholm, first all English club in Stockholm um, called Laughs at the Liffey. And I was suffering deep anxiety at the time. So like couldn't, almost couldn't move levels of anxiety, but I knew I, I could perform and I knew how to organize a show because I'd done theater in Sydney. Um, but yeah. because I had that anxiety and I didn't know what I was doing, I teamed up with this older Irish guy that I'd met there. And he was a bit more confident, seemed to know what he was doing. So we started this show. I remember the first night I was gripped with anxiety, like just pure people were there? sweat. Well, the first night, 150 people came. Mother. They're always been, you know, that's a nice thing. It's always been popular. But basically what happened was we made this show really popular once a week in Stockholm. It was five euros entry. And then he fucked me over. And then he saw that the club was getting popular yeah. and became extremely manipulative. He pushed me out. He was getting creepy, like running workshops for women, which is a, a valid thing. But he was a creepy motherfucker. Like, <laughs> we know why you're doing it, bro. Like, I oh, get, yeah. you oh, know. Yeah. Um, and he would, he had, he taught Run me something. Me workshop. Uh, he taught me something about manipulation, which is something he come, he would come, he came to me and said, um, we had complaints about you tonight. You can't host next time. And I'm like, okay, what, what people said that? Oh, they left now. When you make unverifiable claims, that's manipulation. Those people said something about oh, yeah. you, right? Well, what people, what claims, what did they say? So he manipulated the situation and made it a nasty environment and pushed me out of this club that I, it was my fucking baby, man. I'd got over my anxiety. Yeah. I dealt with it and I made a club or made it with him. We'd made this club and then he fucked me over for it. Yeah. And that it's from that experience that I went, I want to be the opposite of that. I want to be inclusive. I can see the value of the crew. I can see the value of us all sticking together, yeah. but I want to be cool and inclusive and develop people. I don't want to be treated ever like that again. That's, right. that's part of the, the root cause of where Comedy Estonia mm. came from. Yeah. So I had to be, you know, I still hate that fucking Irish motherfucker, but uh, um, he did. Yeah, yeah. have a purpose. Yeah, right. But that is good. That. Realizing like that that that's that's a really healthy way of looking at uh, at a really bad experience is still you know not get not get over it like uh, like the liberal way of saying is like you mm. gotta forgive him because he's had a now he's mm. a fuck with. I'll punch him in the head if I see him again. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah fucking. But you also looked at it the way of like that's what I don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I definitely don't want to be. And, and it's the same way. I'm sure if you uh, like. I'm sure you have a memories of meeting somebody and being like, oh, he's, that's what I would like to sure. yeah, be yeah. like. So you take that on board. That's a healthy way of looking at all, you know. Like, I take a lot of that and I also take... Because the, um, the opposite way, as you know, is to get that angst and right. be like, you know what? He fucked people or I'm going to fuck people. Or, yeah, sure. And then the other way of if you meet somebody really successful who you actually admire, but then you because of, well, Estonians do that a lot. They yeah. meet somebody who's more successful than them. Then go, you know what? This fuck with. I feel it too, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. We all do. Yeah. But it's important just to, you know, sit back and right. just to go like, listen. I had this thing where I, I saw, getting... I was going through Old Town and I saw Ferrari, beautiful Ferrari driving through Old Town. Oh, right? yeah. And then I was like, fuck this guy with his fucking That's Ferrari. You fucking thing. That. And the I car rolls by and it's got German number plates on it. I went, oh, yeah. ah, he's okay. Exactly. Ah, yeah. well, that doesn't matter, man. Ain't that like, funny? Every time, ain't that funny <laughs> as a man? Every time 
especially if you're like on a date or you're doing something important and somebody <laughs> goes by with a really nice yeah. car isn't the first thing that just your male trigger yeah. head goes oh, fuck that dude right. but when i when i realized he wasn't an estonian right i was like oh it's okay you live yeah. in the rich places that's fine yeah I and whoever gets out if it's yeah. an old dude you're like you're a creepy little you're fuck creepy, who lied yeah. to people and then if a young dude you had rich pa- like, <laughs> no matter what it's always go yeah, fuck yeah. yourself you, you cheated <laughs> Although it should be, but but it should be like, oh, maybe he's a nice guy. No, oh. he's not. He's <laughs> like you never see people, random people, and you just go, I bet he's. That is nice. He's, yeah, but he's cool. But he really worked really hard for that. And genuinely, yeah, it's always we like, have, oh, yeah. fuck with everyone in the world is a fucking asshole until you meet them and you turn out they're really nice. Like yeah, that's yeah. basic rule of life. Yeah. How many times this does guy. that happen? Yeah, all when the time. You, when you look, just you look at it and you, you, your brain just goes, "Fucking piece of shit." shit I yeah. bet the way he's holding that glass, you know, <laughs> where he sips that water. Fuck you sipping. with your sipping. He's, he's beat some kids. Yeah, I know right. he's a bad person. And then you meet him, and like, oh my god, he's a nice guy just trying to get by in life, trying to do. Exactly. fucking thing and like exactly. live yeah yeah but uh, that does say something about you that you went to sweden started a scene there you've started comedy estonia you were doing comedy finland you're doing comedy latvia mm. you've done shows in lithuania you're doing all this shit you have got connections with all kinds of agents around europe doesn't that something about uh, that that say like something about your character in the sense of like wherever you go you start to start some shit and and mm. i've noticed that about you that w- even when Somebody talks to you about some idea. It's a fucking like a cri- let's do a comedy night where Pokemon goes in the background or whatever. <laughs> you'll you'll still be like, hmm, and you, you can or like you have that face where the cl- where the fucking screws start turning, where yeah. where you can obviously see that that you are a person. And have you always been like that? Because I mean. Every story I ask you, like, yeah. you're always like, well, you know, I went to fucking Nepal and then I started a small GoFundMe <laughs> campaign to, to get them proper computers so they can play Minecraft with me. Uh, like every time you enter a room, you want to start some shit. Right? I don't you're, know. Like, it, like if you were at prison break, you'd yeah. be the guy, yo, I got some cheese, baby. Yeah, we got it. Be the, like, Is it because I'm an only child? I think maybe it's probably, an only child right? thing. So I wanted to bring people together. Like I had no one else to play with. So I had to kind of make my own shit. Oh, that is interesting, or, huh? Or is it, oh my, how fucking deep do you want to go into my psyche that I'm an only child? I didn't, I hope my parents don't listen to this, that I really, I didn't like enjoy my growing up very well. So all I wanted to do was leave home. So to my life was defined by not being really comfortable growing up and then leaving home and then having a great fucking time. And is that why I'm not getting married or anything or like settling down? Because I really like just what we're doing. That is funny that like the proper way of, uh, of if you think like I want to I want to grow a child he needs to be a successful functional person you want to give them love but then again like I I experienced a lot of resentment and I, I didn't like my childhood as well as mm. much as like other people have you know like connections with sure. their parents I don't have that yeah I don't have it either but yeah. it's given me the thing of like that I can go to another country li- like yourself mm. you ju- you can go like isn't isn't that the best skill you can give your child is that you can go to another country with another language, another currency, another visa, sure. and you can still get a bank account and start a business. Sure, and just do like, it. Like I don't know, but I always had that drive. Like even I remember I wanted to leave my small town. Then I always wanted more. But doesn't that come from uh, growing up in an environment that you didn't really like? Maybe like, if I it mean, would have been because I know a lot of functional families. Yeah, where. 
where the kid so. is really smart and everything, but that drive just isn't there because right, they're contempt with the things they got and they appreciate what they have, mm. which is totally fine. They're happy, sure, but just isn't isn't especially with art. Like all art comes from suffering, isn't it? Like, <laughs> like we're so dark. Yeah, we're. So oh, dark. we're yeah, could be, I, I don't know. Not like, what's that, the, it's but, a nature versus nurture argument again? Yeah, exactly. Like, how much of it is just in our DNA, and how much of it is you know actually what we grew up with? Like, has pushed us against. I think I still got to think it's fifty fifty. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, sure, sure it is. For sure. There yeah. is some element. Right. I didn't want to be up, at home. Yeah. I didn't want to be in that. I didn't perceive family life and marriage to be a very healthy thing for most of my childhood. So, of course, I didn't want it. Right. And then now I've kept on, I've built this image of myself as this independent dude who's going to get out there. And also, I had a lot of energy to begin with. I don't know. I just got this, ah, 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 I want to go out and do some shit and fucking get into it, cunts. And do you fucking get that fire from up. somebody? Did I don't you know, know, man. I think, uh, where did I get that from? I, unless it was, it was, it could have been repressed for the same thing from the childhood. So my childhood being a bit repressed in that way, which then I just burst out, but still you got to have that to begin with. Also think maybe my friends at high school, like the, the sort of the five, six guys that were a core kind of crew back then, they shared similar, we fed off each other's energy. That's really good. So that enhanced us. We all wanted to do do crazy shit, drive cars, you know, fast, safely in the forest, but do things and run around like mad and we all had it so i made that encouraged it and, and brought Isn't it out funny how friends. important like an environment is like mm. like if you look back at your childhood I, I i can totally have specific memories like where i'm like that changed me right yeah. that just that moment yeah. something within those months of being in a camp or whatever mm. like when that priest fucked me no he didn't <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. changed me in some way and and it is funny to think mm. how, how much see that's what i don't understand about that's what i always tell people who are like um like let's let's take if, if we take racism as an example, you know people who go like, listen, those fuckwits over in fucking Iraq are bombing white people. They want to harm other people, mm. and that's like in the sense that's racism because I always try to go like, listen, man, if you grew up in that fucking environment sure. where bombs are going off, you're in a shelter, everywhere's anxiety, mm. people are dying, you can't trust nobody. You want to go to school, but you can't because it got fucking blown up by these white cocksuckers no. and all your dad is doing is cursing these white people and then somebody comes along with some fucking cookies and a stritzel and he gives you a water and he's like listen this is a fucking organization where we hate white people and they're the only persons uh, they're the only people who give fucking attention to you mm. obviously you join that gang yeah. and you're so easily manipulated as like a nine-year-old who's just scared yeah sure and the first pe- so, right so everyone's an asshole until you meet them again Comes oh yeah back to that idea exactly. again all those white guys but, are up. but but Brown but guys, it is white funny guys. that like all uh, that how much an environment has uh, has an effect on a kid and especially like uh, how i appreciate like I have specific friends who I'm like, fuck if I, or not even friends, just acquaintances mm. where I'm like, if that dude wasn't around, I would not probably be like, like my first one was when I was, when I was 15 and I met this guy, uh, he's an Estonian and he's now a pro, he's the only pro active MMA fighter, and, and I remember being around him and I didn't like him, mm. but he had a tremendous work ethic mm. and he wasn't good at stuff at first. Like he, whenever he would do like, he started organizing Ryu, which is a, which was a huge MMA competition. And I was like, fuck, man, he's not a business guy. You know, he doesn't, he shouldn't know about these things, mm. but he somehow makes it work. Some force of will. Yeah, yeah. Happen, and I yeah. was like, fuck, it's all how much you get after it. And I, mm. and I just started appreciating him later. And, right. it, and it is like when you said those five, six guys, when you started, when you were feeding off each other's energy, that's yeah. so important. Like, do you, right. so, yeah, do you sometimes think about like, 
that that when you got to Estonia, as you said, with that, with those winds that are driving you, mm-hmm. that the more the more the environment starts nurturing you, the more you start giving back. I think I was well. looking for that. I think there's always been something in me to want to be the different one. Yeah. I think in a way I get off on being the different one. So here, like for me, Estonia 10 years ago was different enough, but not too crazy. I yeah. had a German girlfriend for you know a little while. We lived together a little bit in Germany and it was a bit too stable, a bit too. And then I was like coming and I realized like, this is where I wanted to be. To go any further, Russia, too crazy, right? Too crazy, mm-hmm. can't handle that shit. But like Estonia 10 years ago just gave me that, fed me that thing that I needed. And I've actually been, I guess, well, I've calmed down a bit. I am calmer than I was 10 years ago. I have a home now and a proper shit going on. And I'm not some <laughs> backpacker dude living out of hostels and fucking doing all that crap, right? Yeah. So I have calmed down, but in the same way Estonia has calmed down or calmed up or something right in the same way estonia has evolved so i've evolved over 10 years because estonia has evolved tremendously absolutely it's unbelievable yeah Yeah, yeah. man like some ways i miss those days other ways i kind of like right now like all the shit it's a fucking still easy place to live it's a good place to live um yeah it's got like there's nothing i want for here i'm not like oh i miss that thing from home or something not really besides sunshine like that's about it right everything sydney's really nice yeah. yeah man it's nice and hot i'm going home at christmas time for the first time in five years yeah, for real in five, five years, years. yeah oh, I, haven't had, I haven't had any money up until now to go home finally i scraped together enough money to go How home long are you going over? three weeks in australia then a week in japan oh shit on Where the way back been? retro video games mate tokyo i'm just gonna go th- non-stop oh, through retro video game stores that's all You're i want to do insane person i've right? really come retro. into this yeah I, yeah i didn't know about that like i'm really big into it uh i'm really into retro nintendo stuff and it just came up like yeah. in the last year yeah. i was it, i again it comes from my childhood all the things I couldn't have when I was a child, I want like insane amounts now. Oh, so yeah? I couldn't, we didn't so have those enough, specific things from that era. That from that era that we didn't have enough money. So, you know, I couldn't get the Nintendo. Because or... you don't like new shit. You don't like new video games. No, I don't, shit, I don't yeah. have PlayStation. I have Wii. I like Wii and because it's all Nintendo and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I don't have PlayStation. I mean, we had PlayStation 1 and 2 when we were like at university and shit. Yeah, yeah. But I never had 3 or 4. I don't have Xbox. I don't have, you know. Because I remember being, being like at a comedy night and I was like, yeah, I got this old. Nintendo and you turn and you go which bam one? yeah which yeah. one and I was like give me serial is, numbers give me give me ticket receipts <laughs> like ODSP SP I'm yeah, like I don't SP, fucking yeah. know you're like okay I'm all over I don't know I think because also um it, it's come from that all the things I couldn't have when I was a kid oh, yeah. but also I didn't have any hobbies have any fucking hobbies right what to do with my time because comedy estonia was everything it was my life and it's a fair fucking criticism of me when people say hey lewis how you doing man and i'm like well the comedy estonia is doing this and the comedy's and the company's doing that and they're like no no i want to know how you, you are, are kind dude. of synonymous to comedy right and it's been you? hard for me to separate those two right and people tell me and i'm like oh wait you're actually asking about me well, who am I? I don't know. I just yeah. found I really liked yeah. all this old shit, right? Every time it, girls cool. Siddiqui, you're like, is this yeah. for spots? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Rano. Keep sucking, buddy. <laughs> hey. Rano's all right. He's a good guy. Um, so yeah, it's been like, I needed a fucking hobby, huh? I didn't, I didn't have my own shit to yeah. do, something else. And so now it's just something I enjoy doing. And uh, now that I've got an income, I can afford... Like, this This shit is not expensive stuff, right? Spending, like, 50 euros at a pop on something, right? It's not yeah, yeah, mega. Yeah. There's much more fucking expensive uh, hobbies Instagram out there to have. that Instagram post you made was actually really fucking I got a new one. My new blog's coming along. It's going to be called Honky Kong Country. And oh. uh, Honky Kong Country... Yeah, right. Uh. I'm a cold-ass <laughs> honky. So, honkykongcountry.ee and uh, just to document all this shit for no good reason. Uh, like, But are you continuing to do that on Instagram as well? I will. I that will. Because really cool. I'm going to keep putting 
Um, like it's not, I'm not trying to build followers. I'm not trying to make some big YouTube oh, channel. Yeah, yeah. I just want to fucking say some shit about this is what I'm interested in. Maybe if someone likes it, maybe they don't. That printer was so interesting. Yeah, the Can Game Boy printer. Fucking, yeah. So there was mm. this thing that, uh, the Louis, I saw it on Louis. Yeah, the Game Boy uh, printer. Fucking, yeah. A Game Boy printer yeah, had the, with a zero point, how many megapixels? Yeah. Was two, it? 250 pixels by 250. So like a fucking postage stamp. Yeah. Thing comes out like, but it was 25 years ago. 25 fucking years ago we were doing that. And it's almost, and like they went through the, they like, they like succeeded two technologies, the selfie mm-hmm. technology, mm, yep. they predicted that, which yep. is currently the biggest thing ever. ever. Yep. Printer cameras are pretty much over because it's digital, but they did that as well yep. up front. They had the very first digital, they had the world's smallest digital camera at the time, the Game Boy Fuck, camera. Man. You could print out, I mean, because the Japanese were ahead of this shit. Japanese love gaming, this, yeah. Handheld gaming, which is the right. only way of gaming almost right. now. Uh, yeah, the Game Boy really invented that. I mean, the, 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 the original Nintendo console reinvented, Atari crashed the market with the 2600. They crashed the market and then no one believed in video games. And then Nintendo said, oh, we've got this crazy thing in Japan and we're going to call it the NES and sell it in America. And that's what revitalized the industry and then made Nintendo what it is today. Now we're fucking talking about retro video games and my encyclopedia knowledge about the history of them and how they all came together and shit. I'll get you some water. Um, Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's from the Melbourne casting agency. Look at that, how faggy that picture is. Look at that oh, fucking picture. So, yeah, that's, I totally believe that. Yeah. That's What? Oh, I just thought of like where I'm going with the Nintendo bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I realized what sort of where are we going with that conversation. I realized where I wanted to go with it. Oh, yeah? Okay. All right. Oh. Yeah. So in one way, I feel a bit kind of weird talking nonstop about Nintendo. I'm like, who the fuck cares? But on the other hand, like we're living in this year, this day and age we live in, like whatever you like, just talk passionately about it. Oh, like that's all yeah. I'm just like I really like this fucking Nintendo this thing looks up oh my god it's amazing that just, really just talk whatever I think that's compelling that is really I'm not trying to push like long videos or anything but and also the Estonian no, no okay fuck uh, like like uh, I didn't want to say Estonian I said uh, I <laughs> thought about it in Estonian uh, like the modern thing of like when somebody's really passionate people mm. get scared a little bit don't mm. people get because you know there's the there's the comfort zone of everybody's insecurities about right, being sure. like a, you have a stable income you have a thing mm-hmm. but don't start yelling about shit but I enjoy the exact opposite. Yeah. If I meet somebody, like I met these dudes, like 
I met this uh, in uh, this dude in Australia. It was really he was like so into old furniture. Yeah, like, right just, on. And he could like touch the thing, and he could talk about any wood. Yeah, yeah. He could he look at a thing yeah. and he'd go, "Listen, that wood's wrong." Like yeah. the way he cut it, you could see that he's a young apprentice, so yeah, he didn't yeah. exactly know how to cut it. Yeah, right. And on, I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" And, and I was interested, yeah. and I really enjoy. Yeah, your point about it. if you're fucking passionate about something. Yeah. Go out for it, you know. Put sure. the work. Put yeah. the work in. You. Want I think to. it requires a bit. You do need a little bit of uh, like a uh, social awareness oh, to be like sure. when you're pushing it too hard on somebody or something. I mean, you don't walk around every day. Nintendo, Nintendo, look at this game, boy. Yeah. You're not walking around all the time, every conversation. But uh, yeah. you know, you can put it online. You can put that blog. Exactly. Uh, at best, I'm gonna stick a fucking 60 second video. Maybe you know. You can stick through it for 60 seconds, you know, maybe exactly. it's entertaining. Um, I think there's this day and age you can be passionate about something without pushing it down people's throats that's anymore. True, and maybe, and that's with the development, okay, I'll bring it back to Comedy Estonia and developing yeah. a career, right? We are in the spotlight. People are watching us yeah. and the things that we do. That goes with the entertainment business. Yeah. And I think people want to know a bit about who are these people. Oh, we're stand-ups, we're not actors. Who are this guy? I want, I, you know, I actually want to see Sander. I want to hear more about him being a chef. That's an interesting, fascinating part of his life mm -hmm. that I think yeah. you know, people are, would like to, he's just a genuine thing he loves. Um, I think people want to hear more than just our dick jokes yeah. a little oh, yeah. bit. Like, oh, yeah. And it is interesting how like people who have obsessions in life, like that gets very, like people look down on that, you know, mm. but wherever people are successful at whatever they are, like if you're into Nintendo, stand-up comedy, whatever you're into, mm. the most successful people are always the most obsessed ones, you know? Mm, sure. Because it doesn't, it, it almost, stand-up comedy is a prime example on how talent, at the end of the day, it's all the work. Sure. Because the talented people come and go. Like mm. I, all the time I see first timers who just kill, yeah. kill, but then sometimes they come out and then they get the first discouragement, you know, mm. they bomb. And then we're on page one again. No. We're on the same level again, you know. Oh, and, they don't really want to do it. Maybe they're just using stand-up oh, as a sure. mechanism for, to get somewhere else. Oh, yeah. for sure. But, but yeah, but but that's a prime example. Also, oh, if, if the guy who's obsessed about stand-up comedy shows up, sure. he's going to outwork you. Yeah. And now there's a competition thing, but you're just going to go and you're supposed to look at that and go, you know what? Maybe obsession is not that the bad. The genuineness is going to shine through. I'm so convinced that this fucking real human emotion is the core of it all. Oh, real yeah. human emotion is just absolutely so compelling. Yeah. And when it's there, we just can't turn yeah. away from it. Yeah. And that's one thing I really like. Like with the crew of Comedy Estonia and us sticking together as a group, like, I mean, we're like any group or family company or anything, right? We have our ups and our downs, we have our arguments, we have our disagreements. Um, but the point, one thing that I think, but we're still there together and yeah. we're still a bunch of fucking adults who have learned how to just somehow function together, which I yeah. still think is quite amazing that, you know, it's not like every day is a happy family, but that's, that would be weird if it was, but that we have a culture that respects effort and respects results. Oh yeah. So you can come into Comedy Estonia and you don't even have to be that good oh, but no. the, i think as a crew we're pretty good at working out do you know stand-up comedy do you watch it do you talk about yeah. it you know if you if if some guy comes in or some guy or girl talks a little bit about comedy asks carl some question talks about this thing the fucking that gets around real quick and it's like hey that's a person who really is interested in comedy right oh, well, for and they course. get respect straight away it, straight away and they don't even need to be doing that great that's true that's true to yeah. get that respect in the crew Bomb, and, bombing is nothing that's in fine. comedy. yeah that's yeah. what often people think is oh my god if i bomb 
bomb in front of these people, they will discourage sure, me. Nah, Real comedians look exactly the opposite. Because we can see, if we see where you're going with it, yeah. we're like, oh, I see, it didn't work, fair enough, but I see the thing you were trying yeah. to do, that's enough. That's enough, exactly. That's more than enough, yeah, yeah. and the, we know how, we're really good at working out, do you really like comedy yeah. or not? But And also, the other specter is nothing offends like stand-ups more than people who fuck around with stand-up yep. like they don't know what they're doing sure that kind of attention seekers we have those sort of people they want attention or something like that and we give them a chance sure you have a go but after a while it's going to be what's your choice man exactly like, if you're bombing without a purpose if you're bombing without knowing where you're going yeah now there are certainly i mean there are people that have after it's taken them two years to get somewhere we're not saying like you need to be good straight away oh fuck no but i don't know you gotta still have that Thing in you and somehow we seem what to be doing. good at working I mean, it out yeah, it's yeah. Just gonna, i mean how many people join the fucking uh join fucking football classes as as kids you know because because they think that's the cool thing to do and they mm. fucking hate soccer but sure, they still yeah. go up there and then the other soccer players are like why is this piece of shit we got to put him back in the line all right nah. jimmy <laughs> you're not playing tonight and jimmy's like fuck yeah because i want to play pokemon right. fucking. i don't want to <laughs> fucking play this bullshit but i gotta because my dad smiles every time i kick a fucking goal yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that is funny. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about Nintendo. Ain't it funny how Nintendo like revolutionizes the fucking gaming thing all the time? Yeah. But they don't like do it like PlayStation 3 and 4. Mm. Obviously, graphically yeah. kill it. But Nintendo Wii, for an example. Sure. Nintendo Wii came along. PlayStation and the Xbox were like, uh-oh. Kinect came along. A better version of Wii, I, I guess. Yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah. you know. And then PlayStation did the move thing. Did they do move, yeah? Yeah, PlayStation move, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, immediately like that. But also Nintendo handhelds. Boom. The history, they've always changed. So the Game Boy was revolutionary at the time. And, it was, and Game Boy, Nintendo have always had the thing where they want to, like, make it fucking fun to play. Like, where PlayStation are the best graphics or the most in-depth, their real experience. Where Nintendo have always been, let's make it fun. Yeah, right. and so PlayStation is like a Mercedes, and Nintendo's like a fucking I don't know, I don't know some fun rally car to drive yeah, yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the, I mean, the Game Boy didn't have the best graphics at the time, didn't have uh, you know the good screen or all that, but the batteries lasted long enough, and they Nintendo were pretty good at making first party games. So they got Tetris. That's a whole fucking story how they got Tetris out of the fucking Soviets, right? Like, oh yeah, that's a huge huge story. But then they use their Super Mario on it. For example, the Sega Game Gear, which you have, yeah. batteries last about three minutes and they couldn't, Sega couldn't get um, third-party developers on board. All the good games for Game Gear are developed by Sega. Um, so they were good at that. What If you go through the controllers, let's go through. N64 had a crazy controller, had the big... The Nintendo tripod? had the try one, yeah. GameCube, crazy again. Wii, insane new controller idea. Because the Nintendo and 64 had the fucking memory card in the controller. In the controller, that's, that's right. Crazy. Also, the Wii Mote technology that in the Wii, the yeah. Wii Remote, right? Yeah. That technology was pitched to Sony and Microsoft first, and they turned it down. And then Nintendo I I took it up. About that, yeah. So they they didn't see the value of any of that. So then they took on board. Okay, then now the Wii U. Everyone's like, oh, this Wii U. What is this big fucking gamepad thing sitting there? But they try. They try to do different shit. They've even more things. They had um, the original Nintendo had a 3D system for it. There is an original Famicom 3D glasses set, and from 25, 30 years ago. They were already trying 3D. Fuck. Didn't work very well. Not very many games worked. The Virtual Boy. Was a whole fucking goggle shit yeah, twenty five years I ago. About it wasn't very good, yeah. right? Because you just couldn't. The technology didn't exist back then. 
But that's you see shit like that all the time. Like remember Samsung, uh, the Androids had that thing where you uh, look at the screen, mm. and if you go if you go to the bottom of the text, the screen scrolls, so it reads where your eyes oh, are right. going. Okay, it yeah. had that worked if you fucking nodded at it like i'm yeah. down at the fucking page <laughs> like a pigeon reading yeah, but you still in your mind you're like this right. is gonna be the shit one day sure. one day. now we're at the time where this stuff's working and nintendo right, yeah. does have the balls to be like listen we know this shit is <laughs> mm-hmm. but we're gonna fucking give it a go you right. know you never know what's it's gonna yeah so that i'm is- happy like i mean as a fucking hardcore uh, Nintendo nerd, I'm really happy about all this Pokemon Go shit because that gives Nintendo more money so they can go away and do more crazy shit for that me. Is, I'm fine point. with that, right? Point. Like, yeah. totally cool with this situation. That's a good point, yeah. Nintendo does have this, like, lighthearted, like, you're supporting... You don't, I don't know anything about mm. the gaming industry, but it is kind of... Sony seems like this fucking pretentious fucking dude walking with a straight back and all they want yeah. is money microsoft seems like also like build this fucking american i don't know, know how they managed to build the xbox they did because microsoft usually fucks everything up oh they but do. they managed to build the xbox and do a big well thing. even the first xbox was piece of piece of shit yeah yeah but it was easy to call, yeah. yeah they go through uh like xbox ones they scratched the discs naturally i yeah, remember that yeah, yeah. that was like 30 percent fucking right, thing. i would scratch then xbox 360 came out i bought i have two of those that have red ring of death okay yeah, oh fuck classic, your mother bro. what kind of a technology is this they had a 65 percent failure rate yeah. in the first three years in the first model but somehow it made up because it was i think it was at the time uh Did you get it replaced because with that but it was also easy to develop for that platform it was so, and it was really easy to hack so people still bought it right so they still bought it so the playstation up until the playstation 3 used a crazy different cpu which oh, meant yeah. it was significantly it was more powerful but significantly harder to code for very much so harder. that's why it was so fucking easy to make yeah. xbox games sony had to that's pay why the developers games. to be like listen right like, like they paid the like metal gear solid they kept that as an gran turismo sure because yeah, they yeah. paid those guys like we need this to be only on if this comes right, out that on was xbox, their exclusive titles yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so so nintendo have always like uh, yeah been much more fun like it's just fun and but it nintendo is, yeah. were cunts back in the day Nintendo were absolute cunts. With the original NES, you uh, the 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 gray box, right? Yeah. You um, had to get the cartridges from Nintendo. They had they put a lockout chip in that, the first DRM chip. So you had wow. to, DRMs, yeah. yeah, you had to go with the same gray cartridges. DRMs you had to go with digital. rights management. Yeah. So like a lockout, you can't yeah, just yeah. make your own shit, right? Mm-hmm. They controlled the industry like a fucking tight art, like like ugh. And they controlled the supply of carts. They uh, they dominate. They use their monopoly. Yeah. Um, and then that and eventually got eroded by like in like Asian like Japan. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Like like you think Nintendo Estonia, you're like yeah yeah some nerds buy it. like mm. kids buy it and shit over there. Bam bam. At the height of it, the bam, Famicom bam. the Famicom was in one in four Japanese homes at the height of its popularity. Holy one quarter shit, of every that. fourth home on the block had a Famicom. It's more than a fucking car. It's loads. That's fucked, man. You said uh, Atari twenty six hundred uh, crashed the market or mm. some shit. So the, we all remember the Atari twenty six hundred. That was the kind of the first Fuck. real asteroidy that wood that wood panel console, right? I don't fucking remember. You remember that. the Atari twenty six hundred? No. Oh, I do, I do, I do. The original Atari, right? People yeah, know, yeah. yeah. So that was that was really successful. Then they made two more versions after that that got progressively worse and more expensive. And then the other problem was that. Um, because there was no lockout chip, the, there was lots of games and they're all shitty. So every bullshit, every, it was like a big boom. So every bullshit games manufacturer was making really shitty games. So you ended up with these third generation Atari 2600 mm-hmm. that had horribly shitty games, um, barely any good ones. Atari had mismanagement so the reason it and then basically the sunk Atari. Because- Atari, yeah. 
um, too many shit games, too expensive, and then they got too big for themselves and they just bombed the whole market. Mm. And no one else could come out with a good console. And like, it was like, they, Nintendo, when they first tried to put the NES into stores in America, couldn't get it in. They're like, no, video games are dead. No one will ever want video games again. That is why really? the NES- There was a point where people were like, video games- Video games were dead. Wow. That is why the NES, that gray, that gray box, looks like a VCR. Right, because video games were toys. These are the things that had crashed, huh. and they were trying to present it. So that's as why something... the PlayStation looked also like a sleek. Or... That's a bit different. That came years later. PlayStation okay. came out about the same time as the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they did, yeah. that's a little bit later. But Nintendo, uh, PlayStation, sorry, uh, Sony did want to make it more professional kind of looking. Yeah. But yeah, that original Nintendo was supposed to fit next to your VCR in your home entertainment cabinet. That's why it loads in. It loads in from the front like yeah, a fucking VCR. That, yeah. that whole that whole mechanism is fucked and breaks really easily. But they did it so people would accept it as a proper thing. Ain't that funny? Huh? Uh, it's crazy that there was like a time where people like video games. Nah. They wouldn't do it. the original the Nintendo the original Nintendo in Japan, which is called the Famicom, yeah. um, is half the size and a top loader, but it looks like a toy. Yeah. Right, where they had to drastically change it for North America. Yeah, and like, yeah, Nintendo's fucking killing the game. And those retro shit, like, what's the most, ex- like, you know, the prices, I'm sure. Like, what's the most expensive things that you can get as, as a video game fan? Like, the know. old shit, I guess. I guess you can go as crazy as you want. We saw there was an unreleased um, disc system for the Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. that recently went up for, like, three grand or something. What's that? Like, like a so disc they, system. So they changed is, the cassettes? It was a whole um, unit that your Nintendo 64 would sit on top of this extra unit. It was designed to sit on top, plug into the original, and it would have a CD drive or DVD oh, or some shit, shit. And it was supposed to have extra... You know, rather than buying a whole new console, there was some idea back then that you could plug a... That era has like a whole history of like plug-in upgrades. They love plug-in upgrades. Upgrades. So <laughs> not anymore, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's super rare. I, I get this is where I get really self conscious. Like, is anyone enjoying this at this stage? Oh, fuck like, yeah. I could fucking go oh, on fuck and on yeah, forever about. Fuck yeah, dude! I know nothing about every books shit. And, and all this. But those it. big Atari fucking and Sega, those boxes, those arcades. Those oh yeah, are the yeah, really sure. Expensive ones. Right. Well, I guess an arcade was always expensive. An, uh, an Australian comedian gets collects them. Oh really? That'd yeah. Be awesome. He collect. Oh, he collects the, those big ones. Sure. And he's got like ones that cost 16, 20 grand, and he's got a garage full of them. Yeah. The whole reason Donkey Kong, the character. The original Donkey Kong back yeah. in the day. The whole reason that game was created was because Sega of, uh, sorry, Nintendo of America had a whole bunch of unused uh, arcade cartridges, mm. arcade things that they didn't. Mm. That game that was on them kind of anyway got unpopular. Yeah. So they developed Donkey Kongs like, oh, we can just reprogram their systems, put Donkey Kong on them, and that's where Donkey Kong came from. Fuck. Um, and then there was a character in Donkey Kong called Jumping Man, which was Mario, and Mario got the name Mario because the factory the factory owner of nintendo of america's factory in seattle was called mario really yeah it's Ain't not that, so yeah, yeah. that crazy huh because mario is like a thing that even grandmothers know so everyone they knows go, mario. Mario. Hey, they it's know. mario fuck that's crazy but i think so, about, what do you think what do you think the, like video game futures are because i've watched fuck loads of videos about vr sets now right yeah those things thing, are yeah. like Technology is starting to pop, right? Holy shit! Because this bit, if you if you if you don't know VR virtual reality sets, yeah. those are those glasses that you put up front, and now they have all these uh, gyroscopes and shit that make it. Realistic. Yeah, they can see where you're looking, and uh, yeah, and there's like uh, I saw this one where this uh, uh, this is a dude's dad 
was uh, he wanted to be an astronaut when he was younger, but he had some problem with his eyes, so he couldn't fucking do the thing, so he couldn't qualify yeah. to the to the classes. And uh, he he had the VR set, and he did the Apollo Eleven mission yeah. in three D, and right. he cried and shit. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was like, holy shit! Like this is really changing the game. Do you Absolutely. think VR is R? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, everyone's pumping money. It is a little bit like all these companies need to do the next thing, and that's on a hyper scale, the like a hyper timeline, like. Uh, they it was uh like yeah back in the day the original nintendo was around for 10 years 10 fucking years that gray box was sitting in our bedrooms still having games developed for it now it's like two years three years four years nah, playstation 3 is still been like eight nine years now I think. okay but now we got to playstation 4 oh, right yeah. already and they're gonna make a new playstation 4 like the the speech fucking uh, it's almost like these guys have to do something Oh, now it was four years, but now we've got to do three years. Look at iPhones. Right, every, okay, that's iPhones, everywhere. Fair yeah. enough. That's everyone these days. Yeah, that sure. Is, yeah. I'm not proposing we go back to a simpler time when but we... But it is uh, crazy. The, the, it is kind of like a, like, a, like, a, like a thing of like, if you think 1700s to the 1900s, you're mm -hmm. like, yes, dimensions, fucking sure, better. Yeah. But if you think 1950s to nowadays, which right. is only like 66 years insane sure, insane crazy. the consciousness the mm. fucking connection connectivity internet games virtual reality real estate money every bitcoin everything is changing so quickly sure. and it's getting quicker and quicker mm. so it is crazy to think like in 20 years you have no idea what could it be i have no you idea have no idea no idea because if you showed an ipad to somebody in the 1950s yeah, me and Louis just went through a fucking... Oh my god, it was a fucking nightmare! We didn't know the fucking Mac locked up! Dude, that was that was the CIA. That was nuts. It was the fucking FBI they and the, the KGB. They, they were like, they're getting close with this they VR knew, talk. Yeah, they know, they yeah. Know. They know too much. Because I was just talking about the advancement of the technology. They were like, Skynet, Skynet. Skynet, that's a trigger word. Like, because yeah. they, they scan it, right? And they know. And for like 10 minutes, I was sure that the video, that the file was lost. And it was coming. Was I think the helicopters were already getting wound up. They were oh, like, yeah. the fucking SWAT team was... was and fucked. then was you know, we backed off and they you know, wound down. The helicopters again. Yeah, but yeah, I was talking about like, what do you think? Because uh, do you know Reggie Watts? Yeah, comedian? sure. Yeah, you know he did the first VR stand-up comedy. I did it. Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Tour. Okay. Not the tour, but he did it from uh, like a recording studio. Okay. And people yeah. would VR. I think eight thousand people tuned in. Yeah, nice shit. Like, That's how cool. crazy is that? Because yeah. stand-up is such a. See, sometimes people that watch specials yeah. and are like, nah, I don't really like this stand-up yeah. thing. You've, if you haven't been there... you got to watch it live. Yeah, yeah you sure. don't really realize. Yeah. And I don't mean also, maybe not an open mic, I mean an actual show right. where a comedian does over 30 minutes, 40 or an hour or an sure. hour and a half. A proper whatever. show, yeah. A yeah, proper, proper show. That's when you'll go like such an atmosphere thing, you know, being in the dark, being in a proper theater where the sound is good. So I'm thinking how VR fucks with that. I mean, mm. it can't be that good. No way. I probably still got it, but why not try? Like, fuck give it a go. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. like the next thing we're all going to be doing, but yeah, give it a shot. Sure, fucking yeah. why not? See how Do you it have goes. any idea how quickly porn, like oh my God. how yeah, yeah. rich they're going to be? Because yeah. DVD, VHS were the best times of porn ever. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Then the internet killed, basically. Now there's people sucking dick for 60s, all right? Yeah. For $60. <laughs> yeah, I watched this really funny vlog. Uh, I watched this, uh, do, uh, not a vlog. Um, do you know this chick on Snapchat? She's called uh, Throatzilla. No, no, Shout I have not heard Throat of Throatzilla. Zilla. Shout out to Throatzilla, baby, all day. Yeah, she sometimes retweets me as well. Really funny girl. Yeah. She's a prostitute in Detroit yeah. that sucks dick and she puts the camera away but she just shows the back of her head and she does these crazy, I mean, she gives deep throat blowjobs. Wow. And there's like famous people on there sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She had this really famous 
football player yeah. that uh she, getting his dick sucked uh no she made she made him uh not uh, uh, uh he made her uh eat eat out his uh, asshole uh while he was leaning over his this big fucking linebacker dude this huge <laughs> and they don't care like they're dude. fine to oh, be out in the public yeah yeah no 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 but it's like he didn't know that it, she's filming it. oh yeah yeah right and yeah he Fucked up. He didn't pay her. Just walked away. What? You can't get your butthole eaten and, and walk not away. pay, man. That's, that's fucking decent. That's fucking my. Dude's mo- a that's millionaire. What my, that's my mom taught me that. Yeah. You, if you somebody eats your asshole, sure. you don't walk away not paying. General right? politeness yeah, that your yeah, parents should tell politeness. you about. And it's a fucking millionaire, a, and he couldn't give her the huge, fucking sixty. She yeah. made a huge thing about it. now. She's like, she's really rich. She's got merchandise, you know. I love yeah, when right. that internet that happens with internet. You know, people hate on that, but I love that. What that anyone can be a star or exactly. what? Like exactly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, you well, remember that dude that 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 dude who got a kidnapped? Some not a kidnapper, but some dude walked, robbed him, and he was like, "Homeboy, yeah, yeah, yeah. that dude with the towel, sure. multi-millionaire now. Yeah, he started right. his own clothing. Why not? Like I. Why not? One I thing I that. think I've I've lost is like, do you do you sit there for hours and watch YouTube? Like, will you just go through YouTube videos? Not really. Like, I've anymore. noticed that, I don't know, maybe it's a young ladies thing or something, but like, you like that's what people do now. They oh, just sit there yeah. and watch YouTube. And I, like, I never quite did that. Maybe I'm a bit old for that or something. Like, I still watch- Goats, goats yelling like humans. I spend a couple right, of- Right, I still, I still download a TV episode and then watch a whole TV episode. I rarely, unless I'm like going endlessly through Nintendo videos, I never sit there and just watch random shit on YouTube. Yeah. But watching all these things, like they're not very well done. They're not, nah. they don't have great production value. They're all these cheap shots and all that, but everyone's fucking watching them. Yeah. I think it's back to that human thing. That's a fucking person. Oh yeah. We're way more That's relatable to that. Yeah. Are. Like you watch vlogs about nothing. Nothing. I watched, yeah. I watched, I watched uh, me and Myra and a friend of mine watched, watched this the girls vlog the whole, I watched, we watched 26 episodes over 10 minutes each. We watched those. And they were just like, this is my weekend in Finland. It's a 16-year-old girl just showing her shopping. And, right, and yeah. 10, 000, thousands of views. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about 11,000 Instagram followers. In, amazing. And apparently we love it. Makes apparently, more money yeah. than us. Right, combined. way more money than us. People yeah. love it. And or, or she's just found, it turns out over the whole wide world, there's like 10,000 people out of the fucking 5 billion in the world who like that. So cool. She's found those people that exactly. like that. And that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That kind of gives me like, if I do some shit that's actually good. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, who maybe knows? who knows how many people yeah. are going to pick up. That's fucking exciting, right? It but is, it is. We don't have to be production. We don't want necessarily all this slick shit. Look at shit. PewDiePie. Look at PewDiePie. Right, yeah. Like I don't know a lot about I know who you're talking about, but I know a lot about yeah, him. Yeah, I didn't know about him until I heard that he makes a million dollars from one live stream. Right, yeah. I was like, are you shitting me? Mm. Like, yeah, he's a multi. He's going to be on Conan now. Right, yeah. He's a These writer now guys, yeah. for fucking some video game shows. It's amazing. And I'm like... I find that pretty cool, like in the sense of, but he works hard. As much oh yeah, as these videos it. are hard, man, to make. Oh, they take oh a, he, yeah, he, because he that's added. the thing. I mean, if you're getting paid, then you can make it your job. But you see so many videos out there who are just made by amateur people. They got a fucking job. They got to do shit. They got to get on with their day and have their family and stuff. Like, and then you start to make one of these videos, going, oh fuck, this really takes a lot of work. It is so narcissistic, isn't that that thing mm. where you hold a video cam towards your and you mm. see your face? You know, they do that. Thing, yeah, yeah, sure. And you just talk about. I just day. talk and talk, and it's okay. Like to, I still have a problem to put that out there i you'll notice i have not done a podcast just with me talking or me in a video yeah, like, yeah, it's, force myself to do right, it's so fucking hard to to do that to not because yeah because you talk about uh, your fucking month and you're like who yeah, the fuck who likes this to... and maybe as comedians we're like there's not there's not enough jokes in this oh yeah yeah, yeah you know it didn't make everyone laugh in the last 30 seconds yeah isn't that funny when you meet somebody in a fucking dinner conversation and they just go on and on uh, about their fucking cousin being a dumb little kid uh, and you're like Cut the fat, get to the punchline. Yeah. What the fuck is this? That's how we are as comedians. There's three so... minutes of no taglines. Yeah. 
You're you not didn't doing, write this. You're not doing callbacks. Yeah. You haven't done the work. Go fuck your mother, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, you get really... Because, yeah, it is funny that comedians are that interesting people because they know... Because you kind of learn how to talk about shit. We just know the mechanics of it. Exactly. We know the mechanics the of stand-up. Mechanics yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, like I, and I don't mean you go to a conversation and start slinging dick and killing mm. with jokes. I don't mean that. Otherwise, I don't even do that. I hate when people do that. Sure, I, you yeah. know, I hate when guys do that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they know that you're a comedian and they go... I'll try to make him laugh. And yeah. then they start telling, so, and you can see it's bullshit. You do material, we all know. We all know when you're doing material, You're doing some shitty material. Right. Uh, they go like, oh, you can keep this one. I don't feel bad. Like, I have to say to my friends, like, oh, here's a joke. Like, if it's in the middle of a conversation, like, here's something funny. Oh, it's a line. Like, I feel bad just putting my material in the middle of conversations. Like, if you're I typing do. or something, yeah. I do, yeah. Sure, you do it, right? Hey, here's a topic, got a funny thing, but I've got to be like, oh, and that's a joke. Oh, and then all of a sudden it's like, 10 lines later and every line is like, oh, here's another bit and here's another line. Yeah, and the person's, funny. I mean, I guess they're, they're just a cool person. They're enjoying the conversation. It's funny things you've said, yeah, but you can't, or oh, I haven't really had a conversation with them. You've right. just told them your and material. And how funny is when you sometimes go through shit in life and you're like, this could be a bit, yeah, yeah. You know, like this experience time, yeah. could be a bit. A bit I sometimes yeah. do shitty choices. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I met this uh, totally sociopath, like really like an, a schizophrenic uh, chick on Tinder. Mm. Uh, and I knew she's crazy, but I wanted to get together with her because I was like, this, this is going to be a great bit. Uh, and I just like listened to her life stories and she went, but it ended up being depressing the hell out of me. Okay, so I didn't, but still you had an experience. You got to exactly. say yes to shit. Exactly. You got to, that's what Bill Burr talks about that. a lot. Is that you know he try he got his helicopter license. Okay. He yeah. still try he makes cakes. Have yeah. you seen uh, him make a pie crust? No, I haven't. There's no, a video yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah. Now what? That's what he does. He starts doing cooking shows now. Oh, yeah. Bill Burr loves cooking. Yeah. He loves making pie crust. Okay. And he goes, "Hey, Billy boy, fuckface over here." Yeah. We're gonna we'll make a follow, pie crust. Right. We'll all follow Bill Burr doing that now. Yeah, right? yeah. So, but that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I when I saw you doing those uh, gaming videos, mm -hmm. uh, like those uh, that I was like, "Fuck, that's really interesting." Because that's Lewis. You know, sure, that's yeah. really you. That's who we want to see doing, from people. Yeah. We want to see Bill Burr make cakes or that or whatever. So yeah, I'm gonna have my blog soon, just so I can write it. If nothing else, I like researching like random weird shit on the internet. I'm like, oh, why don't I give back? I wanted someone else maybe one day. Some kid 20 years in the future is Googling and then find some post that I made, like, and that helps them, oh, yeah. you know, solve some problem they've got with their ancient Game oh, Boy yeah. or something. Yeah, have, you, have you seen those videos of those guys, those like, hoarder dudes that just have endless collections of video games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some of the dudes edition. I follow, yeah they're, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're the gods I have, right? Who's, the, who's their known ones? There's one I love. This is called Famicom Dojo. Uh -huh. and you can search at Famicom uh, Dojo, and they're two dudes. Uh, they're really good friends, but one lives in America and one lives in Japan, and they make these scripted videos where it's like one and the next one, and I have their style, and it's that YouTube thing, and it's funny, and they have, you know, I don't know, I just like them, you know, oh, why yeah. do I just like their personalities? But if you break it down, it's actually, you know, not very well made, but that's cool. That's what I want to watch. It's compelling, oh, yeah. and they're massive. They're just clearly just overgrown man children, and it's fun. Oh, it is fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but people do look, see, that's the funny thing about when, when, when somebody starts doing something like that. Mm. If there's no money, people look down on it. Sure. As soon as there's money, there's like, oh. No, why like, like some dude like, oh, I'm in my basement doing fucking gaming Twitch videos. I oh, they go on for six hours. I try to play Dark Souls 3 in the nightmare mode. And I try to get through that one level that nobody's done. And everybody's like, so why? Why are you why doing, are you doing it? it? And then eventually you'll you'll see him next day coming down with a fucking helicopter with some bitches. And Somehow the money. I remember I was really, when I was doing like, uh, I mean, I've always been into video games. I yeah. always 
But there was a point where I was kind of like, esports, what kind of fucking... And then I heard that South Koreans, those StarCraft yeah, players, yeah, millions a year. That's it, because now in, in the year 2016, you can make... There are so many different ways to make your living. You don't have to just do this anymore. And, and I love that. Yeah, yeah that's so that. fucking cool. Like, and we have to get our heads around this now. Yeah. We have to get it into the kids that it's not just about, I mean, yes, get an education. I'm saying kids go to school, but it's just not the job and then the life. Like there's so many different ways. Who's that Estonian player, that StarCraft player? You is know there? That? No, I had no idea really. Ah, uh, fuck Dude, he's like top, I think he's top five in the world. No shit. And check this shit out. This is, uh, uh, Forgot about this that it's happening. I need to tell this to more people. I was I was I was in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur doing a gig, right? Mm. And I was doing the. It's the LOL Comedy Club. It's a huge, really nice comedy club. Andrew Neto runs it. Very nice guy, Jack. Also, uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, and I was doing spots. I was doing the spots there for a month. I was hosting the events there. And uh, there was this another comedian from Australia, Bart Freeman. He's okay. a really funny guy, very talented, very successful. He was there doing shows. He was the headliner. And we were looking. And we were sitting, uh, we were sitting somewhere eating a burger in front of the comedy club, and he saw a sports bar, mm. and there was on the stream there was the Twitch live stream of the StarCraft World Champions, yeah. and he was like, "Oh, that dude is Estonian," and I have never heard about this dude. I'm yeah. like, "He's he's he Estonian, and he looks Estonian." I'm like, "What?" He's like, and he said that he's he's gonna need like fucking Kingslayer Seven. He's got the and he's like Kingslayer. Seven. He's he's amazing. You I, go, I watch his vlog. Yeah, watch no his shit, yeah. He's got ten thousands of followers. He made like twelve million dollars. He's like a huge. I mean, he's he's amazing. He's and he and Bart goes. If I could meet like t top ten people in the world, he's one of them. I'm like, wow, he's Estonian, right? Yeah. And he's in South Korea. And, and then I could see he had an entrance. They had a one uh, one versus one tournament. Yeah. And they had entrances with music and uh, cheerleaders <laughs> and firecrackers going up. Get and this girls, dude, and this dude with a small like beer gut just walking down yeah, with glasses. And no I'm like, shit. Holy shit. So it turns out we're all. So it turns out we're interested in all kinds of shit that the mainstream media didn't want to let us have oh, yeah. or couldn't monetize oh, yeah. or something like that. Like there's all kinds of crap we all want to watch. Exactly, and I love that. Who would have thought that is a weird fucking StarCraft thing? And I used to, when we, when we were at university, I used to sit around all day watching my mate play Tony Hawk on the PlayStation 1, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've almost never played that game, but I've watched it for hours upon hours on end. Just watching my mate, I don't know why I never joined in. But oh, I was just yeah. watching. I was really content just to watch yeah. him play. I remember I watched my classmate play horror games like on the okay. PS1 and PS2 because I was too scared. Silent Hill ones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember I bought this game. It was it was really expensive. It was like a thousand crones, which is like 60 euros. Yeah. It was an expensive game. It came out on PlayStation 2 and I was like, oh my God, it's my first horror game. And I went home uh, and I still have it in the box. What? Uh, uh, the Silent Hill game. Because yeah. no, I opened the thing. I took the CD out. I played four minutes of it. Put it back. I've never opened You've it. You've never thought was, to revisit it? No, I was so scared. You need to have this moment, dude. You need to make a podcast dude. about you. This is something from your childhood that dude, you... Dude, I was so scared, man. And... and, and That's I, not you. You're a new you now. I'm a new You're you. You're a new person. I don't even fuck around. You know Last of Us? Like those new oh, horror yeah, games? Yeah, I don't even little... fuck around with yeah, those. I don't like horror I'm very much. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm not being into horror myself, but... Dude, I'm so scared. You need to confront these things that you yeah, had as a dude, kid, yeah. man. Like, uh, open the box. Dun, dun, dun. Put it in. Yeah. Confront that thing. Turns out it's not yeah, that bad. Yeah, because when just... you started talking about those concerts, I remember I started going through my old stash there's a huge box upstairs with all kinds oh, of dude, old I'm gonna video fuck games it. I'm going through it yeah. but, there, but there's a lot of pieces of shit like Russian ones also there's, yeah sure you know, dandy like 99 games in one yeah shit. okay yeah. and I just find them and I'm like oh my god I spent fucking hours just yeah. playing this thing and that's a time and a place like I used to be in all those adventure games so we're talking Sam and Max yeah. Sierra Adventures Police Quest mm -hmm. uh, Monkey Island yeah. Uh, yeah I love that stuff but I, I, I'll never play an adventure game again I don't have the patience or the time or anything like that yeah. right but I was a kid also I used to think like I would go down that we, we had a room where my computer would be in 
an Amiga 500, and I had all those adventure games, and I would sit there for a couple of hours. Think about that. With no distractions. Yeah. That does not happen anymore. Yeah. No, you have your phone buzzing, this thing, multitasking on the computer at least. Oh, yeah. I went down to a computer and played this one game with no interruptions for hours on end. We will never have that time again. Yeah, I did this thing last night. I realized how dumb it is. I played Battlefield. Uh, I played Battlefield. I put coffee... So the battlefield was on the computer. I listened to a podcast and I also Skyped with my yeah. friend during the same time. And I was like, this is bullshit. I do it all the time. I play games while bullshit. watching TV. You've got to have two screens yeah, now. This is bullshit. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. my brain's not made for this. Nah. Yeah. But you can't, like, I bet you it would be a massive force of willpower for you to sit down without anything for an hour. Try to read a book. You could read a book. I mean, a book's nah, not too I bad. Can't yeah. even do you can't do that. I, can't I, can't that I mean, maybe yeah. we can go to the movies. Can kind of get forced yeah, to there. Yeah, I can go to Plane movies, flights yeah. are kind of that last place where you can't do it anymore. But it's really fucking hard to just go into a room now and just have no distractions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been doing this thing. I've been trying to... Um, uh, I heard it on a podcast with... Uh, with um, I forgot the name of the comedian. Uh, Stuart. Who's the Stuart? The big one. Stuart Goldsmith. No, uh, Stuart. Uh, from the UK. Oh, uh, Stuart Lee. Stuart Lee. Yeah, yeah. Because he talks about writing. Right, okay. And he has this exercise that you go... You take a notebook and I have this room. I have uh, the upstairs where I go and I just stare at the fucking window like I'm Hunter S. Thompson thinking of a new novel. And I just stare at the window for like 10, 15 minutes. But I don't take even a, I don't even take the time. I don't right. even take any digital devices. Okay. And then I just try to write just to mm. force myself. It's really fucking hard. It is. I have this, um, I, I'm a, a kind of a thing where every morning I write. And I just write. It's not a diary. It's not like, dear diary. But it's just like whatever's in your head. You oh, write yeah, that's about really it. good. So well. whatever's in your that. head, you write, I write 1,500 words every morning, whatever's yeah. in the mind, and it just clears it out. Now, I didn't do this morning because all the shit just dropped in the morning that I had to do, but I'm a bit agitated today because I didn't have that. Uh, after a while, you want to do it. It becomes harder to not have that time yeah. To, yeah, yeah. to write that shit, right? Yeah, and it's all, I, do, I do a lot of like late night writing sessions as well where I t- t- take, this, take, a, take, a, take a lot of coffee and I just from like 1 a.m. till 6 a.m. Yeah, no like, shit, right on. Yeah, that's really good as well. Because okay. around the fucking two and a half hour mark, yeah. if you're tired, then it's fucked, but yeah. I'm not tired. Okay. Two, around, two and a half hour mark, you start going kind of crazy because you <laughs> it's bullshit shit. Yeah. But then sometimes like around the three hour mark, you're like, oh shit, this bit. It's killing now because you've dug so deep into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really interesting. It's that really... focus, yeah, that that's hard for me. I don't have that oh, kind of man, hours so long hard, focus. Yeah. But but you gotta do it. But you I gotta try so. different shit, you know, until yeah. you find your own little fucking. Because I know Sander doesn't really. We talked about it last mm. night. He doesn't really write anymore. Yeah, but he's trying to get back into it. Yeah, I mean, it goes up and down. I'm the opposite. I'm trying to get back into it. I'm spending the summer writing and thinking and uh, working on old sets. And yeah. I usually don't write anything out, but I am now. My this current set that I'm doing right now has been written out. And but it's going really well. It. It's well. going well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I can see. It's it's encouraging me to sit down at a computer more because I can see the outcomes. Exactly. Because uh, when, you're, when you're like pre-15 years or pre-really like really pro comedy, so important to take any percentage of an advantage to make a set better that you can, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, always, and it's always like, when I would sometimes argue with people who've done it for over like 10 years, now, I wouldn't argue with them, but I would go like, and they wasn't, they, if they weren't very good and successful, and they would kind of blame everything else around yeah, them, sure. I'm always like, do you write? They're like, I don't do that shit. Sure. Last five well, that's years. That's a big sign. If someone blames all the things that are around them in yeah. any bastion of life, that's true. then that's the thing. And I would go like, well, if you would write that bit out, yeah, let's wrap it up. If you would write that bit out, would it make you better? And they go, well, maybe a Here's little. Here's what I've been doing. Get them transcribed. 
So oh, yeah. I, I'm terrible at listening to my own shit, Absolutely. right? I'll when never, you told me that, I was like, I'll oh, never ever listen to a 15 minute set and write my own shit, right? Right. Yeah. So I send it off. It's like a euro twenty a minute or something yeah. per thing. Yeah. But they send you back ba pretty good. Like the only thing they miss is like if I say an Estonian word, they put some weird phonetic <laughs> fucking you know thing, right? But besides that. And that is val because I'll never. It's almost worth any money to me because, like, uh, a euro twenty a minute is a fine fucking amount to pay mm -hmm. to have that in text that I can then look at, edit, chop, dun dun dun, put it all together, yeah. move the bit around, rearrange it. Because yeah. I, I just I know myself. I would never. I can't listen to myself like that. I can't type out my own words. Yeah, that's and I won't sit there from scratch really and type something out. It doesn't go that well. Yeah. So this I highly recommend transcription service. So uh, wrapping it up, what do you think? Uh, so comedy Estonia, Louis Cesar, do you have any plans? Like what, what, what's the next step in the sense of like you've captured like, let's say a huge portion of the audience already who are interested, right? Sure. You have an audience now. Right, yeah. Is it about building it or do you want to test something new out? Do you want to experiment? What, do you, what is the next thing you want to do? Like as a project sure. personally or, or a comedy? <laughs> I thought about that. I'm not even sure what my goals are now because we sort of got a fair way and we're quite happy with the situation. Yeah. Um, I think it's still Weekly the open mic storytelling shows or something. I don't think there's going to be drastic, drastic changes in what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. We just have to keep getting better at what we do, keep developing the guys. Mm -hmm. um, there will be a gradual. We have had a strategy of being a bit more underground, a bit more indie. Um, we will have a gradual shift towards the mainstream. That will, you know, being in more. We've done our own shit basically. Yeah. Um, but and I love doing live shows because no one tells us what to do. Yeah. But there's a big wide media world out there where if you, someone else's money is on the line, so you don't quite get the complete say. Yeah. And we have to find out the way that we're going to work with traditional media because we really want to fucking do it our way because we really like it and we like having control. What do you mean by our way? Our way is um, just the way we want to do it. Mm -hmm. In a live show, no one tells us what to do. Yeah. We completely, the, the timing of the show, the, the way, the halves, the content, the whole thing, no one has a say. But you go on TV, other people's money's at stake. Oh, so dude. then all of a sudden, you got to listen to them because that's the thing, suits. right? So how do we come together and learn how to work in a, the mainstream media? Come together right now. I don't know how we answer that because we just want to do our own shit our own way. And there's going to have to be some compromise in the middle there without sacrificing the fucking shit that we really like, right? the yeah. bits that we like, our independence. Yeah. And that's why Comedy of Stone doesn't have any sponsors. We just, we're not real good at dealing with sponsors. Kind like of like just, ISIS. ISIS, ISIS don't have sponsors ISIS either. ISIS does his own thing. Yeah, you know? yeah that's right. And people, sh let's be honest. I'm not a fan of ISIS. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a popular opinion, but most <laughs> people... I think they're pretty shady myself. Right, like yeah. they do some weird shit. I don't agree with uh, the views, but they keep doing their own shit and uh, still getting in the picture. And you know, you just gotta do. Good your on ISIS. Yeah, with ISIS of stand-up yeah. comedy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean. Just keeping your own thing. You know, <laughs> fuck the media, right? And ISIS, I'm sure, wants to expand it one day as well. You know, I'm sure, I should get together Marble, with um... Marble or because they kill a lot of people. Okay, I'm a bit. I'm a little bit brown. Yeah.